We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's up, friends? Happy Tuesday! Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. A quick hits of quick hits from Tuesday's practice, which, if I'm being totally honest was not the most exciting you know, practice with huge takeaways. Um, there was some really good defense on the day, a couple of really nice plays in one-on-ones, both by the wide receivers and a couple of the defensive linemen, and a really nice day specifically from one offensive lineman, which we'll go over. But there weren't like a ton of massive plays. There was one big touchdown play, which we'll touch base on. Outside of that, it was fairly nondescript with another day that the defense won pretty handily. Before we get there, uh, a couple pieces of news and notes. Packers released a couple players. Uh, tight end Cameron McDonald was the first one that was announced. And then Chuck Filiaga, the offensive lineman, two undrafted free agents. They are both uh, released and gone from the team. In their stead, they signed Cole Schneider, a offensive lineman, basically a center, uh, who had been with the team in last year's training camp, was ultimately released. They bring him back. He had spent some time in the USF 
XFL. And then they also bring in Andre Miller, a wide receiver slash tight end, who seemed to be a wide receiver in Green Bay. Wide receiver in college has spent some time at tight end in the NFL. Um, I'll go over both of those players a little bit more in tomorrow's episode, since this is just kind of a quick hitter. But um, Andre Miller, extreme relative athletic score guy, um, high-end athleticism, just exactly the type that Green Bay likes. But interesting that he started with wide receivers and not tight end. Um, Just when I first saw him, I'm like, that looks kind of like an undersized tight end more than a big wide receiver, but uh, we'll see how they use him moving forward. Not practicing on the day, Jake Hansen was a new addition to the not practice list, which may explain why they claimed to center the other day and now uh, signed Cole Schneider. Eric Stokes, Rashawn Gary, Grant DuBose, and Dontavian Wicks remained out. Back practicing was David Bakhtiari. Pre-practice, Matt LaFleur confirmed that there were no additional issues with David Bakhtiari, that they are just remaining cautious with him. He did, uh, apparently, per Rob Domovsky, kind of stop practicing in this practice as well. Basically, even Packers PR is like, until we let you guys know that there's an issue, there's no issue. Like they're just being super cautious with him. Matt LaFleur reiterated it again, uh, that they are just, you know, making sure that, you know, they're basically protecting him um, from any undue, uh, you know, injury, but also just like any wear and tear. Like they're just being super, super cautious with him, right? Which makes all the sense in the world. I would argue that maybe the biggest takeaway of the day was the offensive line rotations. So Zach Tom started the the day at center with Yash Nyman at right tackle. Um, and then, uh, excuse me, with, yeah, Zach Tom at center, Yash at right tackle, Bakhtiari at left, Jenkins at left guard, and then John Runyon Jr. at right guard with Josh Myers on the bench. Or, I mean, you know, standing to the side, I should say, waiting for the number two drills. But uh, nonetheless, he was not with the starters. That is the first time in OTAs, mini camps, or training camp that we have seen any legitimate sign that Josh Myers might have to battle for his job. And I'll just say it, I don't think yeah, I don't think Josh has had a great camp. I'm going to touch base on that more in just a moment. And I think this was a overdue opportunity for Zach Tom at center. Now, there was quite the rotation. Josh got back at center, and then it was Josh at center and Yash at right tackle. And then we saw uh, Josh at center and Zach at right tackle. So, they were moving the guys, you know, moving guys around pretty regularly. The previous day on Monday, we saw Royce Newman get some starts or, you know, get some some time with the starters at right guard and left guard. So it definitely seems like they are being, um, you know, a little bit easy going with some of those reps and just trying to get some guys in there. But I, I think this is overdue, to be honest. And I think Josh Myers needs the competition. And if he wins it, great. I hope he steps up and shows what he's capable of. But if not, then start Zach Tom and Yash Nyman. And there should be no issue with that whatsoever. If they legitimately want to get their best five guys on the line, then I think you legitimately need to take a look at Myers, Yash, and Zach and figure out who are your best two to get on the field. And with Zach's versatility, you know, he really allows you to do that. If you want to go Josh Myers at center, Yash at right tackle, you can. Josh Myers, Zach Tom at right tackle, you can. Zach Top, Zach Tom at center, and then Yash Nyman at right tackle, you can do that too. So there's a lot of different options, but they need to figure out which one's ultimately going to work best. And I was frankly excited to see that Josh Myers was finally getting that competition at center and understandably from Zach Tom. Uh, Lucas Van Ness was the primary edge defender with the ones. We did see a little bit of Justin Hollins, but once the two-minute drill and the red zone and everything started, it was Van Ness across from, from Preston Smith. Now, for Van Ness, 
Welcome to the NFL, kid. Guess you get to go to, you know, against in practice every day, David Bakhtiari. And Bakhtiari did a tremendous job against him. But uh, I think it's a great opportunity for Van Ness to get to go against Bakhtiari. Iron sharpens iron. And I think, you know, he's only going to get, you know, continue to get better. He is a high-end player. It's just going to take a little bit of time to put all that athleticism together and make him into a dominant edge rusher. But uh, I think he has more than earned his opportunity to play with the ones. And hopefully we'll see really what he can do moving forward with hopefully those continued opportunities. Meanwhile, John Runyon Jr. Uh, actually took some reps at center as well, which I don't recall seeing in the past, but with the numbers a little bit low at center, with the number twos, we did see JRJ get a few snaps there. Meanwhile, Henry Pearson, the fullback, got some real legitimate run with the ones as a, you know, up back in an I formation and then a little bit of an offset formation. So we got to see our first real look at Henry Pearson. He had one really nice block in the running game uh, that helped spring a nice run, but uh, that was a different wrinkle that we had not seen so far. So that will be another one to sort of keep an eye on to see if he gets his name in the conversation a little bit more. Green Bay then did some one-on-one activities. Romeo Dobbs came up with a tremendous uh, jump ball against Jair Alexander of all people. As I've mentioned, Jair has been absolutely shut down in every single practice so far, specifically in team drills. So they got one-on-one Jair versus Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs goes down the field. Uh, it's a little bit of a purposefully under underthrown ball is what it looked like. And Jair and, and Dobbs were fighting and Dobbs just went up and, and kind of mossed Jair Alexander, to be honest. It was a really, really fun play, an awesome play by, by Dobbs. And um, it's not easy when you're going up against Jair and Jair and Dobbs were physical at the catch point. Dobbs just went up and got it. And you absolutely love to see that. He also beat Jair in the red zone one-on-one as well. So really nice day for Romeo in the one-on-one portions. And then Cody Crest, he had a nice one-handed catch in individual drills that was just kind of like nonchalant. In this practice, red zone one-on-ones, and he's going to the far left corner of the end zone. And I forget, I, I forget who the corner was. It's not super relevant, but I, I, I think it was Ballantyne. And whoever it was, was all over him. And I mean, not in a bad way, like great, great coverage. And they threw it wide and Crest made a ridiculous, and I mean, ridiculously impressive one-handed catch. And it was a contested catch. It was in the back of the end zone. One-hander came down with the touchdown, both feet in. A really, really nice play from Cody Crest, who's put together some pretty impressive plays in his first couple days of practice with the team. Meanwhile, on the other side of the field, per everyone else that was on the other side of the field. So basically you have a choice as a media member. You can either watch the wide receiver corner one-on-ones or you can watch the offensive lineman versus the defensive lineman one-on-ones. So uh, Wes Hotkowitz and uh, I know uh, Aaron Nagler and I think Ryan Wood were down watching the offensive line. I, amongst others, were down watching the wide receivers versus the corners. But per the guys down there watching the offense and defensive line, Devontae Wyatt put on an absolute clinic in the one-on-ones. And then Sean Ryan was 5-0 and in his one-on-one. So finally, some good news for Sean Ryan, who's had a tough go of it. But listen, this is still a very talented third-round pick whose tape was awesome in college. So hopefully he's starting to put it together a little bit more. Meanwhile, I talked earlier about Josh Myers getting that competition and you know kind of a struggling through camp so far. He had two more fumbled exchanges on the day. And I think the really interesting thing here is these were with Danny Etling. So there were two fumbled exchanges between Myers and Love in previous practices. And then today it was Myers and Etling who had two fumbled exchanges. And I know you and I may not be math majors, but two with Love, two with Etling, the only common denominator here 
has been Josh Myers. And maybe none of them are his fault. We have no idea. I can't see like that closely to see what the the fumbled exchange was. In fact, a lot of times in games, when we have game tape and there've been a fumbled exchange, like I could, I I watch it in slow motion and still I'm like, oh, maybe the center, maybe the quarterback. It's just tough to tell, right? But the common denominator on those four dropped exchanges has been Josh Myers. So again, two with love in previous practices, two with Atling today, all four involving Josh Myers. And like I said, he had a tough start to camp. One of those uh, Devontae Wyatt dominations was against Josh Myers. Uh, he struggled yesterday in the one-on-ones as well. He, I do not think he's done a good job in, in run blocking. You, t- you know, talk about some of the plays by Kenny Clark and TJ Slayton. A lot of those have involved Josh Myers. It's been a tough start, and I think it's more uh, than than fair that he is now getting that competition with Zach Tom. And again, I do wonder if Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Tom, Runyon, and Yash Nyman might not be their best starting five moving forward. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Meanwhile, Tyler Goodson went out with a, looked like some sort of leg injury. Now, per Rob Domovsky, he did return. I did not see him return and I saw him limping pretty good. He, he stayed with the team. He didn't go on the Hudson Center or anything like that, but I'm assuming Rob's correct. And if he did return, that's really great news. But he did go down, was down for a little bit and was limping on the sideline. Uh, but again, per Rob, he did return. Bakhtiari did drop out of practice again per Rob as well. I did not see that either, but again, until we hear otherwise, you can just assume that this is load management for Bakhtiari at this point. And then uh, Rob Domofsky also mentioned that Josiah Deguara had potentially dropped out of practice as well. So those will be injuries that worth are worth keeping an eye on over the next couple of days. Meanwhile, Anders Carlson, really tough day. Again, miss from 38, good from 45, good from 47, then a miss from 50, good from 48. Then he absolutely crushed a 52 yarder. And I mean, this thing looked good from like 70. And then when we talk about having a huge leg, this dude has a huge leg. So he starts what uh, four for six, and then he makes one from 45. So he's like five for seven. And it's like not a great day, but like, you're okay with it. Then he's got a 52 yarder to tie the game at the end for the number twos in their two minute drill. And he misses the 52 yarder. So five of eight on the day including a miss from 38 and his first kick of practice. 
12 for 20 so far in training camp for Rob Domovsky, which again, not a math major, but 60%, not good enough, right? It's great that he has the great leg, but we need to start seeing a little bit more from a consistency standpoint and from an accuracy standpoint from Anders Carlson. It has not been there yet. There were a couple high snaps. The thing is like the one that was the, the really bad snap, the high snap is the one he crushed from 52 yards. So the other one's like, didn't like there were nothing that looked too off. There was a couple that I know looked perfect. So I don't know, like time will tell, but like I said, this is a, this is a potential issue. Like Anders Carlson needs to be better than what he's been so far. He had a nice OTA, nice mini camp, but um, consistency remains an issue for Carlson. Jonathan Owens had a nice interception off of Sean Clifford. Danny Yetling to Bo Melton was the play of the day. Uh, They, it was, in uh, team drills and the defense brought the house. Like they brought multiple defenders and my guess, Carrington Valentine was in coverage. My guess is Valentine's guessing, all right, if Bo Melton wants to go long, no big deal because our blitz is going to get there before he has the opportunity to fire that pass. And if they get it out quick, I'm going to be there to jump that route and hopefully take another pick six to the house, right? The rush did not get there. The offense did a great job of picking it up. And then Bo Melton ran a great route against Carrington Valentine, had miles of separation, and uh, Etling was able to hit him in stride for the big play of the day. Bo Melton, back-to-back really nice practices, dominated the one-on-ones on Monday, had a couple really nice one-on-ones on Tuesday as well, had the big play. Like He's made some pretty impressive plays, and he's coming on very, very nicely in year two after they picked him up from the practice squad uh, off of Seattle a season ago. So really nice day for Melton. And again, that was the big play of the day. Carrington Valentine has been the goat of practice. That was his first big mistake. And uh, again, gave up the big touchdown to Melton. Jordan Love, six for 14 on the day. Some ups, some downs. There wasn't a lot of opportunities to, to go like different places to go with the ball. Like he, he didn't have a lot open. The offensive line, some ups and downs as well. A couple of plays where he had great you know, protection, including one where he threw a touchdown to Luke Musgrave. Other plays where the pocket broke down a little bit more. They tried some read options with Love and the defense was all over it. Again, there was no like egregiously bad throw from Love. There was none that missed wildly and accurately. There was none that were interceptable passes. Just not a lot of spots to go with the ball, and, and Love had to throw away a couple. One was rop, dropped by Jaden Reed for a potential touchdown. It was a bullet of a pass, not an easy completion. I think it was Rudy Ford that was right on him, but you know, one that again Mel, or, um, Reed would like to come down with. So there were some opportunities there, but just didn't convert. And I, it was an overall, I would say, a much tougher day for the offense as a whole than just for Jordan Love. But Love was a piece of that as well, and uh, the defense definitely won the day. They were dominant outside of the one play to Melton. I thought the defense was fantastic. The one-on-one portions, the offense definitely won. The, the receivers beat the, the corners and so on and so forth more often than not, but that's basically kind of supposed to happen. And when team drills came along, defense dominated the day once again. My players of the day, I thought David Bakhtiari was great, Bo Melton, uh, Cody Crest, and then Devontae Wyatt. The play of the day was Etling to Bo Melton. And then I'll just say it one more time, give Joe Barry and this defense credit. Offense had to do up downs again, and they were well ahead of the offense on the day. That's going to do it for me to, for today's quick hits. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow with a full breakdown. Maybe we'll go over a couple other topics as well. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.